Welcome to the Dawn of All Trades show and podcast. You can also reach us at the YouTube channel under the same name, Dawn of All Trades. I am your host, Donovan, along with my co-host and special guest, which is multiple guests. We have three guests here. All right, and today, the podcast flow, this is episode number one, so stay tuned. All right, so we're joining you guys today. Uh, This show is based on uh, New Year's resolution, and yeah, I know we're a little late, but uh, we got to get the podcast jumping, so I'm going to start out, your host, Donovan, Uh, my resolution has basically been to stop procrastinating. I have a habit of procrastinating, so yeah, I'm a little late putting this show out. You guys bear with me. Let's go along for the ride, and uh, you know, hope you guys tag along. Share this with a friend, family member, and let's get it cracking. But let's start out with just D. What's your New Year's resolution? Hmm. My New Year's resolution mainly is to... Um, I really just need to lose like 30 pounds. That's what I really want to do this year. So, in your your reasoning for wanting to lose, uh, well, of course, you never ask a woman her weight. No. But. I was specific, so you can ask. Okay. But, I mean, why do you feel like you need to lose those pounds? Is it for health reasons, just to look fine? What's your purpose? I just want to be fine. Really? Okay. I just want to be real, real fun. Okay. Like, finer than I was even when I was, like, 23. Okay. But we're not going to ask your age because nobody needs to know that. Uh, I'm so, not 23. <laughs> so, let's move on, Michelle. You know what? I don't think I've really committed to a New Year's resolution, and that could be something that I need to resolve to do, is commit. <laughs> okay. I... I more of an easygoing type of person and I don't really stick to those resolutions. So I think maybe I need to become more committed. Find something, stick with it. So that's still no resolution, but <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking about it. So I think all of us have an issue with you know trying to stick to it. You know, we, we get hyped up in the moment and it sounds good for the first of the year, mm-hmm. then you burn out on it. So I think we all pretty much deal with that. So Jay, what about you? What's your resolution? I think for me, the goal is to take 2019 to build on what I learned in 2018. Like 2018 was kind of a frisbee for me. Like they could have it back, but you know, mm-hmm. got through it. Uh, God's grace. And so now that I'm here, I feel like I learned a lot about myself and, uh, you know, some of the connections, relationships that I had, people that I had in my life. And uh, so my goal is to take those lessons that I learned from 2018 and use them to propel me forward in 19, you know, because uh, it was a challenging, it was a challenging year, but uh, yeah. glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure we've all learned something from this year. Uh, so, what do you feel like, uh, just D, that you have learned from this past year what not to do in 2019? You know what? It's not necessarily what not to do. It's just what's not to do for me, if that makes sense. Because, I mean, you live in this, this world and they tell you that traditionally you should do this, this, and that. Well, maybe for you, a non-traditional lifestyle 
is more interesting. And I'm talking about, or better for you, um, specifically, um, how I want to live. How do I want to buy a house? Is that for me? Or is it not? So, and that's basically what I figured out is that I don't fit into the cookie cutter box that everybody wants you to be in. That that people see that success is. If that makes sense. That's important to define success on your own terms. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Embracing individuality. Yeah. So, as far as what you've learned, Shell, from your last Mm -hmm. past year, what have you learned what to do and what not to do? I have learned something about myself that I guess maybe was an epiphany moment that I am stronger and more capable than I thought I was on my own. Awesome. um, I'm one of those cookie cutter people who always wanted to own her own home, but never wanted to do it on my own. Too Mm -hmm. scary, too, you know, much responsibility on my own shoulders. And I just decided, you know what, why do I have to wait for someone else to come in to make it okay for me to do something that I want to do. Absolutely. And so I went ahead and I bit the bullet and I did it on my own and I never honestly thought that I was capable of holding it down (laughs) by myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, really, um, I surprised myself that way. I'm really proud of myself too. But um, much in the way like Dee said, like for I'm learning that this is for me Mm -hmm. and now I have to kind of tailor my lifestyle around that you're, you All were thinking of the traditional lifestyle of okay, you find a guy, you find a guy, you get married, y'all buy a house, right? right. You're thinking of that whole traditional lifestyle, so you stepped out of the box, even though you're very traditional in ways, mm-hmm. yeah, in some ways, yeah, yeah. So, I, I think one of the things I'm, I'm going to take with me from last year into this year and kind of try to elevate it is. That whole Miss Independent thing that, you know, mm-hmm. what else can you do by yourself type yeah, of thing right. while still looking? Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, what do you, Jay, feel like you've gotten out of this year that you've been taking to, you know, for this next year that's coming to no. prosper? No, absolutely. Um, I think for me, it is, I mean, courtesy of you. You know, it's uh, that's like a whole other podcast. But you know, <laughs> yeah, you showed me, you showed me a lot in terms of what I could do, especially from an entrepreneurial perspective. I appreciate and it. Nah, I appreciate it too, brother. <laughs> but uh, but no, but I mean that combined with some of the um, uh, more like relationships and uh, other other aspects of my life. Like I feel like. Um, having a hard time articulating apologies to everybody listening that's all but, right um, but uh i feel like i've learned similar to you shelly like in terms of what more i can what more i can handle as yeah. far as my own entrepreneurial ambitions so for to answer your question in terms of prospering for 19 it's to expand on that right and similar like you say with the procrastinating like make i feel like time is like the ultimate resource that we have. True. It's the most finite thing that we have. It's something that it, it's infinite. It's and been it's here not before renewable. us. Right. It's <laughs> been here before us. It'll be here after us, but all we get is our square, right? And you it's don't like know what you how much. Do. Right. So like my goal for nineteen is to um reduce my downtime. And I feel like if I better utilize my time, 
it's going to lead to the prosperity. Right. And that's kind of where I, you know, decided to do this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, not sitting back squandering away your hours, you're sitting back watching TV, twiddling your thumbs, you know, watching TV right. shows, and it's just life is just passing you by right. when you can actually be doing something that actually can benefit somebody else. Right. You know, and and help yourself as well. Absolutely. And I guess for me, uh, you know, doing this podcast, it's more like it allows me to speak out, learn to speak a little, you know, I guess more eloquently slash uh, being able to think faster, you mm-hmm. know, in my process of thinking, and that helps me. I don't know. You're pretty quick. Well, that's only when I'm actually going at people. <laughs> if I got a, that's another podcast. Yeah, it's a whole other podcast. If I got something to say to you, I'm pretty much saying. But as far as, you know, being able to put out good content, that's one of my big worries. But it just it just needs to come out natural mm-hmm. because the only thing I can do is give this myself to Absolutely. the public Absolutely. and just be me. Absolutely. Be 100%. Right. Okay. So, with all that being said, our main topic today is basically based on social media where everybody knows somebody, but everybody knows nobody. So, real talk. Um, I think a lot of people are lonely on podcast and I mean, I'm sorry, not podcasts. <laughs> Everybody is lonely on social media. And so I see a lot of young women that are putting themselves out there basically just wide open. And you see them on there a little bit more than usual, you know, constantly posting content, you know, getting naked, shaking their booty. They're craving for attention. affection, attention, and among other things. And dudes are like, I think everybody's just pretty much a attention whore at this point. But isn't but don't you feel like that's like a symptom of this whole social media craze? Like, cause the issue, cause to me, it's like social media. It, uh, it we're all connected, right? Right. But, but like you said, the isolation. Because the fact is, yeah, you can pick up your phone and get a snippet of somebody's life. But the thing is, that snippet that you're looking at is not authentic. Like, a lot of times it's curated. You know, like, people are... Absolutely. Every like, time. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, well, you know, I mean, you gotta consider, too, it's the ultimate and infinite job interview. You are always presenting yourself in the that's most positive right. light wow. all the time. And you lie. And you lie. You like see you said, it's curated. Yeah. It's manufactured. You only see in those few best seconds of yes. their life, and they're showing you, hey, look at me. I'm doing this, this, and that. I'm on a trip. I'm doing this. And they want to make it seem like, so you see those few pictures, say 10 pictures. And out of those 10 pictures, it may be over a span of 10 months. Yeah. And then make it seem like their life is so great. It's going it's really great not. all the time. Right. But how many people have ever seen someone on social media say I lost my job today I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills or I'm so hungry look at my refrigerator it's bare you don't see those kind of things but you will see pictures of people taking a photograph of a a steak at a steakhouse yeah. and you know you're thinking wow why is it my life so great and that's the do best we, meal they had for the yeah. month do right we, <laughs> but do we do we want to see that I think we do and you know one um, of the things I think that really kind of um hype this up is the fact that everybody online now is is a celebrity. You can become a celebrity. Basically. Whereas before, you used to have to have a craft, a skill. Right. If we were going to see you and you were going to be a celebrity, you had to know how to sing 
dance, act. Bring some type of value. Bring some type of value. But now you can be a celebrity for dressing well. But more than being a celebrity, you have the ability to turn that into money. dollars, Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I think... That is the biggest thing. That's why people are going on there. They're hoping that they can be the next. The next. Well, that goes back yeah. to being them being lonely. They're so interested in your life, and they have to be because they don't really have anything going on. So that's why so much, so many people have so much popularity, you know, in the game because the other people are sitting at home like, hey, you know, I want that life. I want the life that that person's living. You know, that, that's like just that the way I look at it. Yeah, so they're portraying it. So it's like, oh, I want to be like this person because somebody's pretty. And I'll get, I get why the girls I put it on. They want attention from the guys. Does that stem back to daddy issues? Or? No, I think it really has a lot to do with the way sometimes, I won't limit it just to women, but because we're talking about women, I think it places um, a lot of women and girls place their value, their self-worth mm-hmm. on how who wants them on likes. or how many people like them. Yeah. Right? So if a guy you don't want or even like likes your photograph, that's not gratifying. It's still I want the guy who everybody likes right. to mm-hmm. like my photograph. And so that some people will call yeah. that clout chasing. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And and you live they live for that. You know? I, think, I think it's more than just daddy issues too based on like nature versus nurture what and not nurture in the household I'm talking about nurture from commercialism it's and right. just society yeah. in general has created this idea that women are supposed to want to be or look or like be a, a smart ass or see so yeah, like a pinup all the time and that's just not it's not realistic but it sells so much now here's my this is the thing that baffles me. Why is it that when guys actually give those women the attention that they're craving or portraying that they want, and they give it to them, then they get offended or they portray themselves like a, a hoe, and then but a guy's out, man, let me get you know, let me go and jump up and down in you, you know, and he'll send like a, a instant message DM. or whatever to the girl, and yeah, get in her DM, she get curved. and she get She's mad, yeah, she gets upset because. But you just shaking your ass, talking about it's so wet or this, you know, making my ass clap. I got that good, good or whatever the hell they decide to do. I think it may have to do with a woman's empowerment to be able to say no, no, Hmm. like yeah, I wanted the attention. Thank you for the attention, but I had the power to say nah. Who can make it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who Who has the access and who doesn't have the access? And I think a lot of them actually gets hype off like I see a lot of celebrities that go into these girls you know DM all the time you know take them on trips and they get hyped off of that but it's like you're a one night stand and you're like oh I was out with I ain't gonna say no names but I was out with such and such and he took me on a trip and he flew me in you know for a weekend shopping and they think they did something I mean, it's like, is that where your self-worth value. Yeah, and your value is? Let me your, ask you this, though. What about that? the men? Okay. From a male's perspective, doesn't it give a man a particular level of clout with other men to be seen with a certain kind of woman? Or to be able to say, I can snag that kind of girl? Well, that's that goes towards his self-esteem. If he mm-hmm. feel like, but if you had to buy her... I don't think that's, (laughs) that doesn't do anything for, I mean, it wouldn't help my self-esteem at all, but as far as that guy in particular, 
that's the way of society at this point because guys feel like they have to purchase or buy their way if they can't. Most of them don't have a conversation. And I mean, just like when we grew up, you can talk a girl out of underwear, you know, and get what you wanted. Now, it's like they just pay their way. And so you get one simp to pay pay her way. You got another simp to pay her way. And next thing you know, she feels like, okay, well, maybe that's the norm. And I could be wrong, but when it continues to happen and a guy, every guy that goes up to her is like, hey, man, you know, I got 10 stacks. What's up? You know, and you see dudes doing this all the time. What... Does that make sense? It started in how do you, how do you break that cycle? If, it ain't tricking if you got it, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also. I mean, I'm thinking as a man. Circle. If I'm a guy mm-hmm. and I have ten stacks, mm-hmm. if I have a you know ten thousand dollars, I can throw around. That's impressing my guy friends. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. I got money. Right. I got money. I can trick off on a beautiful woman, and so now I'm winning twice. Type of thing. I think we're. Something that you said about the disconnection, how to bring it back, is that we're so disconnected. Like, we're not trying to know one another. We're trying to be seen with one another. Right. You know what I mean? I want to take this picture with Drake so I can put it on my Instagram. You know, it's the little skit Mm -hmm. at the end of Nice for What? (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, uh, My Instagram is weak as you know what. Like, I really need some better pictures. I need... Yeah. Some celebrities. I need something. But you're not trying to get to know the celebrity. You're not trying to get to know what's in his mind or what's your next project. I'm interested. I'm your fan. Mm-hmm. You know? Nobody's living to like. People are living for likes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that's... Can you give me the 100K, please? I did it, D. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. Didn't you I did. just say that? I did it. You did. <laughs> Well, Anyways, but, but specific, do y'all do you want to elaborate on what you did? Yeah, well, we were given um, the list of do's and don'ts before we started the podcast. And one of the things Don explained to us is that we can't tap the table and we shouldn't make loud noises like clapping our hands yeah, to, make, yeah. a to point. make a point. And we stood here and we were like, like, we don't, we don't do, do, that. do that. So listeners, I apologize <laughs> if your speaker's peak or major equalizer go wild. But I apologize. Yeah. This is my fault. <laughs> I have a question about this conversation though. Yeah. Is this more specific to black culture? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. Because just doing a little quick browse for research purposes before we began... I took a look at an article online that showed uh, this white chick. Um, her name is Lizette Calvero, 26-year-old chick from New York who went into major debt to be able to impress people on Instagram. Wow. She reportedly spent $200 a month on clothes that she wouldn't be photographed in the same outfit twice. And she purchased designer handbags and and products every month to show off her portraits. Mm -hmm. Every single month of the the year that she did this, I think it was 2013 or 14, she traveled to a new city or country to take photographs just to put it on Instagram. Living for likes. Living for likes and just to portray herself as a jet setter, you know. But but she traveled alone. Mm -hmm. She traveled standby. She, you know, took the cheapest flights and lived in hostels and stayed in, you know, sometimes didn't even have a place to stay. Um, what, what, 
And what did she get out of it at the end? Did you see that? See any debt. of that? <laughs> she got debt. <laughs> <laughs> she got debt. And she got lots of followers. And, you know, she had a, a following. Right now, she has about 18,000 followers on her Instagram account at the time of the writing of this article, which was last year. Um, so so let me ask you short of the six, seven, eight, and nine figure followings of real Instagram celebrities. So let me ask you this. Do you think that would be worth it based on, say, if she was doing it to build her portfolio for cash? I think absolutely. If she could find a way to monetize that and to to parlay that into some type of career. She was doing all that, but she was not looking at the business aspect. There's a bit, there's an engine behind being an Instagram. Oh, it's an industry. Yeah, it's complete. Being an influencer, setting up your accounts to, to market certain products. It's all a commercialism. Of course you can do that now, except that I think for the regular everyday guy and girl who's not going to get a Fashion Nova contract or, in, mm-hmm. in, you know, endorsement. Um, no, but you can, you, you just can want be- all of your friends that you do know and the people who don't know you, who are your quote-unquote friends, to follow you. Now, you have all the disconnected people who are looking for the influencers online. They're going to see her account. They're going to see she has 25,000 followers. Man, I want her life. It's not, you know, yeah, but it's not about being, having a contract. I think it, you can set up influencer accounts with Amazon, with different places. Mm-hmm. And then once you get this little code and you get people to actually, that, that's the biggest thing, trying to get these clicks. and But this is a whole nother conversation, really. Yeah. But there is a way to monetize what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She just didn't do it. She just didn't know what to do. Right. She spent all the money on the thing that's not getting her. Because a lot of these little teens, they're, they're doing it in their bedrooms. Like, I they're literally... You, she could do that. This is probably why she had $10,000 to blow. A sister like myself, who doesn't have $10,000 to blow to impress y'all and nobody else... <laughs> she didn't either. ...would go to my local... Thrift shop. Well, not even thrift shop. I would go to the Galleria and take pictures wearing all of, <laughs> all these $1,000 okay. shirts and blouses. Tucking the what? labels. Just well, snap a photograph. I have a similar story. It's a guy out of uh, Miami that did this recently. And he was renting exotic cars. And he would go to the club, post up, take pictures, make himself seem like he was some type of low-level underground millionaire. And he actually got a lot of people to be interested in him. Wasn't even that great-looking guy. Mm -hmm. But he had fancy Ferraris, Lamborghinis. And he actually worked at the dealership. You know, where he was actually the car rental place. Wow, nice. And he would actually take, get his discount. Rent those cars, run around Miami, and make it seem like he was a millionaire, and people bought it. And it actually got him in on a record deal, amongst other things. Hmm. So, say it works. Fake it, fake it till you make fake it. Fake it till you make it. That's it. But that's pretty much what these women are doing as well. Fake it till they make it, because you think about it. Not just women. I don't know. I know. Okay. We we're talking, speaking about a guy, first of all. No. So, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> so, you do have. Whether it's male or female, they get to that point to where they're willing to do pretty much anything and fake it till they make it. And sometimes they do make it. Is it healthy? That's the question. Is it? If you're seeking popularity for the sake of popularity, that can't be healthy. 
I mean, if you have a business goal or a plan, it's like you said, like you have, mm-hmm. like you're, I mean, it's one thing, like say, you know, you're just a young kid and you don't know, but you're trying to get yourself out there and mm-hmm. you're trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And so you get on there and you find this influencer person and you hit them on a DM and say like, hey, how do I get to be like you? I want to mm-hmm. do what you're doing. Exactly. That sort of thing. And you're networking. I mean, that's the great, I mean, the great, the great thing about the internet and social media is that the world's now smaller, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you can set up a relationship with somebody in Tokyo. You know, you can meet somebody in Seoul and you can have you can have a live face to face conversation digitally, but you can have a conversation with somebody on the whole other side of the world right. um, mm-hmm. through Internet, social media. But the problem is, um, you know, like kids are getting too much access to it unsupervised. Oh, and so, the, and you know, so it's like so, you know, we've got. I mean, I know I'm guilty of it myself. Like, I told myself one of my resolutions for this year is I got to get my kids' screen time down, mm-hmm. you know? But you got kids who are on these things unsupervised, and because they're on it unsupervised, they're just out there. And yeah. so that leads to a situation like this girl that you mentioned. Well, you know? it's, I'm glad you even mentioned about kids, because immediately when I think of the disconnection, I can Hi. see it immediately with kids. Mm-hmm. Those damn iPads. are the worst for kids. I'm certain there are myriad pros to having them with your kids, right? Yeah, you can learn anything, but who's learning? But it's raising their children. I think it is the new pacifier. It's the new pacifier. I, I, I myself have friends who have children, and on a Saturday, as beautiful as today is, they are sitting in their house right now looking at their iPads. Mm-hmm. And this is like, we're what, a week, two weeks away from like Christmas. Mm-hmm. They got toys and gifts. They No one got bikes this year. When I went home for Christmas, we stood outside and we were talking. And I'm looking at the driveways. I'm looking at the streets. And I'm no like, kids. oh, my God. There's no kids out there. There's no kids. On vacation. My nieces and nephew got bikes. Good for you. <laughs> yes. Can you believe it? Kudos. But to yeah, I, I do hear what Kids you're don't from. get bikes anymore. No. And so no one's outside playing. When you do get an opportunity to speak with a kid, if you notice, I notice like my little niece, she doesn't look you in the they eye. She can't make eye contact. She can't look it's you in the eye. That is weird. When she speaks to you, she cannot. And then when we tell her, look up, speak directly to a person face to face, look them in their eye. Mm-hmm. That's important. That's a sign of respect and connectivity. Mm-hmm. She can't do it. And she's a brilliant kid. She's a very smart Mm -hmm. kid. But that disconnection is there. One of the Mm -hmm. statistics I heard maybe last summer that I spewed to her mom was that middle school children um, who have more than, I think it's like four hours screen time per day, Mm -hmm. are more likely to be depressed by eighth grade, to be clinically depressed. Wow. Actually, I just had a, I just found a statistic that had something to do with that. That as well. is so That's scary crazy. and so sad. Yeah. I mean, that you can text yeah. someone eloquently. You yeah. can have long text conversations, <laughs> but when you sit next to one another, yeah. you cannot think on the spot. Think on the spot. You can't mm-hmm. put that together. Right. And it's also probably a lot of the reason why we see an uptick in all these mass shootings with kids in school and violence they feel alienated they can't talk to one another right they feel lonely and i think as far as like text are concerned texts always things get misconstrued and you might mean one thing and then they take it another way 
Yeah. And I guess that's where the emojis come in at. You know, somebody, I guess, call itself being brilliant. Be like, oh, put an emoji behind it to express the way you truly feel. Yeah. And it that's still so doesn't sad, work. That's isn't it? Right. Yeah. That's and really sad that you need an emoji And I would rather a conversation that. any day yeah. over. I mean, that way I can totally understand where you're coming from. What did you mean by this? I, and, and these guys get they, I don't know, well. Yeah, I'm a little old school. So saying, get your Mac on. How do you get your Mac on? Through a text. What's wrong with picking up? I mean, and we have so many, you know, our younger generation behind us. How do you get your play on through a text? I have a family member coming into his, uh, his, I guess, dating or not just talking to girls initially. Right. He had, they were, they had scheduled to talk on the phone, which is so weird to me. Yes. And so, and he was he, tre- trepidation, like complete, yeah. just so, Angst. just so much anxiety to talk on the phone. Like, well, what are we going to talk about? Like, I don't. I mean, we text all the time. I know I can think about what I'm going to say. Yeah, right. I'm like, what is that? I mean, we were growing up. I, I'd have, you know, this is what I did. I'd make a list. Okay, topics to talk about. Really? And I, yeah, I would. <laughs> and I would make like you know, uh, topics to talk about, and then. If I had to sing to you by the end of that conversation, hey, it was going down. But, but guaranteed, <laughs> they would be like, get off the phone with me and be like, man, that dude was serious. And, yeah. and that was the way to do it. But that was growing up in the 90s, and it was just the way to do things. How, how, that was the only way to actually get a woman during conversation. And, of course, we true. grew up in the R&B nation during that time. Oh, so yeah. if you could sing. Y'all had content. Right. You could sing cool. to somebody. Right. You, you couldn't sing. You, you didn't even have to sing. You just right. play the music in the background. Play the music or Set take something so, yeah. But, hey, uh, guys, we're going to go into a break. And uh, just we'll get back to you guys in just a second. All right, we're back. And uh, let's just basically reiterate on what we were talking about. So, I grew up in the 90s. The conversation was different. You grew up in the 2000s, just D? Uh, the 90s. Basically. Okay. The late, late 90s. When were you in high school? So, okay, I'm, late 90s. I, I'm not going to tell you when I graduated because okay. that's not about me. I'm a 90s girl. 90s. <laughs> all right. So basically, we're all on the same page. So I believe She's most, an old yeah, most of these guys, uh, you know, they're getting your DM. Everything's too, through text. Wouldn't it make more sense to actually bring back conversation? But nobody wants to talk on the phone anymore. Why is well, that? Well, we all have phones, but we don't use them to speak. Right. <laughs> I mean, with the I, I guess with the proliferation of the smartphone, mm-hmm. it's caused us to pull back from like direct contact. You know, I mean, because like like we said, you know, people got these curated lives, so you're not. I don't get on my phone, or people not getting on their phone to talk to people. They're getting on their right. phone to spy so on people, to look at people, to yeah, like just thumb through their, look lives. their lives. Now, this is what yeah. also I've noticed. As far as like when, when guys walk up to a girl, there's like you said, having contact. The girls are offended by guys making contact now. Like we used to go out, get the phone number, see how many numbers you can get, and it was a thrill. 
like to see who can get the most numbers. You know, you go to Astro World or wherever you go, and it's like, hey man, you know, I bet you I can get more numbers than you. And whoever got the most numbers, that's who everybody else got to buy that person a meal or whatever. Put twenty dollars in the pot, the winner take all. So that made it exciting. Every Saturday, we'd hit Sharpstown Mall or wherever the Galleria, and that was our thing. That made life exciting, and you were not socially awkward. It was just the opposite. You couldn't be. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you were open. It made you be able to, you know, speak to anybody. With that being said, how do we get back to that? Or will it ever get back to that? You know, something you just said also helps to, it takes me to the state of the culture right, right now. Mm-hmm. How my friends and I sit around and talk about how hip hop is just so different mm-hmm. now. Like I can't listen to the newer <laughs> hip hop artists. Yeah. <laughs> And it could be because they are on their phone so much. They don't have vocabularies. Um, I was wondering. They don't have much content to speak about other than what they talk about is actually just an audio scroll of their timeline. I can see, you know, you're living big, you're eating big, you're traveling, you shopping honestly it's talking about popping mollies and doing percocet i mean Uh, this is true but i mean back in the day (laughs) when guys had to have some good like game on the phone right that was the best music hip-hop r&b like there's no more r&b that's the problem r&b is dead there is nothing (laughs) balancing the how hip-hop has ran away from it honestly okay i'm passing judgment on current state of hip hop right now. I just have to say yeah. I'm not a big fan. Right. But and you were you were very eloquent and nice to it when you were talking about it. But I don't like it. Um but I think that is what's missing is the balance of having R and B and hip hop and their those worlds um merging at one point. Yeah. And that was a beautiful time. It was. Like it gave really. us some of the best music. It really did. Collaborations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and a state of like relationships were different as well like yeah. people mm-hmm. actually look to connect which right. is what we're talking about right, right? Mm-hmm. there was more of a connection nowadays it's now what like a drive-by shooting like mm-hmm. right. you know what i mean we hooked up we did this and that and then it's over. and it's become a norm oh, okay so i don't want to say because i sound like an old i'm an old soul so but I was going to say, and it's become normalized to have a drive-by, you know, hookup. And mm-hmm. yeah. I guess, honestly, girls, you're right. Girls, I'm saying you're right because I kind of probably, I think, I think I know how, how you would feel about maybe that every now and again, right? Back every in the, now and again, younger, hey. we're all guilty. You know, and I, so, but now it's so normalized that the other thing doesn't even occur. Like the whole of ability to build a real relationship. When was the last time you went to a wedding? Wow. That's a good one. You know what? It was last year. How frequently or how few and far between are there? I remember growing up, you were going to a wedding almost every weekend during the spring. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. A lot of people just not interested in being married anymore. No. And that's not a... I mean, you know, that's a whole other conversation about marriage. Wow. Um, Another podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, okay, go ahead. You're about to no, say I was just saying, no. I was going to say, I read an article that in youth culture now, especially amongst teens, the whole dating process is completely different than what we used to. Mm-hmm. Like now, say, guy A likes girl A. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, 
guy A doesn't tell girl A, hey, do you want to go to the movies with me? Or do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? Guy A tells girl A, oh, me and a bunch of my friends are going to this thing. Do you want to come along? And they're all sitting there on their phones, and guy A will text guy B, and girl A will text girl B, and if the vibe, if they somehow, in this whole juxtaposition of different personalities and conversations, make some kind of connection, then they will, like, DM each other, and (laughs) somehow that's supposed to lead to a relationship. A like relationship or a hookup? Hook up. Hook up. I mean, well, go to something yeah. further beyond just that group setting. But well, we used to like the group. I mean, that was a safe place. Going out with your friends and then, hey, but it wasn't like, hey, come along here. But, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, but, but, but to me, it's, became, it's like, but I mean, it'd be like, okay, you might be out with your girls. I'll be out with my guys. You. That's what I'm saying. But you, I mean, but it's like, say, we're, I don't know, at the mall or something like that. You go on a mall trip with your girlfriends. I'm on the mall trip with me and my guy friends. I may see you at the mall. I think you're cute. You see me. We make eye contact. I'll come over. We have a conversation. We exchange numbers. And then we go down that path. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about now, it's just like, because they're so, going back to the whole awkward thing, mm-hmm. and they're scared of rejection, they don't put themselves in a position to have to take that chance. Rejected. Right. So yeah. it's just like they just do this whole group thing. And if they don't, have any kind of spark well how yeah. do you even develop it in a situation yeah like i've that? heard this thing where guys that well i like who likes me well <laughs> okay. you know <laughs> Good but luck then with that. <laughs> what i guess that primitive nature of of the chase of finding out if if you choosing i like this maybe i can get her like where where does that come into play you know yeah. what i mean like that well, whole... if you like everything you see on the social media sites and you try to approach that Jessica Rabbit Ow. sex kitten Uh-oh. in the mall. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, you're going to face likely a little bit of rejection from time to time, like Donovan mentioned earlier. And that, you know, this lady probably has so many people in her So dance. many people trying to get at her all the time. The ability to shoot you down kind of is like empowering. So now that you have the young cat who wants to holler at her, now I I don't really need her. I'll take a third level friend down. Well, I think that's why a lot of guys are actually going for the cougar, you know, because they on their last leg. They going after. They going. They going after the cougar because the cougar gonna put it down. Like, right, young boy, come in here, jump up, down, and you know, get out my house. You know, I think send him on his way, get him, get him a lunchable, and go on about your business. <laughs> and a Capri Sun. Yeah, and a Capri Sun. There you go. <laughs> I think that has more to do with um, hookup culture. Yeah. More, more than that, it's probably that they're at their sexual peaks at the same time. And Fair it could not. also be mommy no. issues. That could be too. That could You're be too. right. So I do want to bring up something that me and Jay talked about. Something that was mentioned last night. About the young, well, let's just say women, period. Women that are addicted to social media. Say, for instance, you know, you go out on a date with somebody and you're sitting at the dinner table, but they're both at their phone, looking at their phone instead you of having a conversation. Do we see that? that is so yeah. depressing. And, and instead, of, instead of giving that guy, you know, basically the attention that he deserved, like you say, since he's. I was just saying, like, I. 
I can I can think of times where I've been out with a lady and it's like you sit down at the table and the first thing phone goes down and it's like so are you like are you are you even fully committed to what we're doing right now if if you're I mean there's too much priority placed on the phone I and if tell- I'm and being an old school guy I don't believe in going dutch I'm going to pay so your DMs for this time. You're paying for the time. <laughs> I'm, for this, I'm literally paying for this so time. So you need that undivided attention, plain yeah. and simple. So ladies, take note of that. Well, I can say I went to the On the Run to tour. Oh, hey. nice. Yes, right? Nice. No. <laughs> Everyone in front of me had their phones up recording. I hate that. Wow. They were recording the, the concert. Instead of living Enjoying in the it. moment, like yeah. before we could record this, we had to be in the moment. We had to fully had to be in the crowd immersed be. in the experience <laughs> yeah. so that you can put like everything into it. You love going to concerts. You scream your lungs out because you, you wanted to be a part at the concert. Exactly. <laughs> you wanted but to you want to be a part of this yeah. because you have to be able to take that back with you, that feeling in your body. It's like what and your mind. memory experience yeah. because you can't replicate that. And Absolutely that's something not. that's also lacking is the fact that I think it, I think that social media actually and just electronics in general is a whole different conversation, but impacts your memories it does. and how you um, Perceive, can recall. yeah can recall them. Um, we were at the same concert. My brother, who actually um, was able to get me to the concert, which. We were at the floor level, which was nice. But he's the one who told me, take as much recording as you can. And I was like, what? First, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But I did a little bit. But by the by, the first probably 10 minutes, I was like, I'm not going to do this. It's too yeah. much. The good news ridiculous. is my phone went dead Yeah. before J&B got on the stage. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm standing up trying to see... And the lady in front of me has her phone up high. I, it's blocking. That's annoying. Like, I actually had to watch parts of the concert through her phone. Wow. Yeah. In order stuff. to see. And I just thought, where the right. heck are we? And I'm thinking, why the hell would I want to broadcast this to anyone for free on yeah. the internet when I just bought these $135 tickets? And, and, right. that, and that is the reason why I do I do not like going to these large scale huge arena concerts or anything I rather watch it on on the TV at least I get every single angle and I can (laughs) see every single thing what happened I can dance in my living room you can pause I can pause go back (laughs) and see if I can get that move but I only like those intimate settings like I'm arena a, theater or something. Right. Like and I'm that. kind of turned off by concerts anyway, for the most part, because they don't never sound the same or it's good. Let's say hip hop concerts. Hip hop concerts, I, it never sounds the same. The music is horrible, it's blasting, you hear more bass than you hear the artists. So, I mean, now somebody's singing, it could be different if the audio is correct. But let's segue over into one last issue that I want to discuss about social media. You clowns that's driving down the street, looking at Facebook, Instagram, not paying attention. Damn it. You're <laughs> killing families, running in the back of trucks. Seriously. You got to stop. Seriously. You got to stop. Please stop. It is more dangerous than drunk driving. It is. Distracted driving is has, has overtaken drunk driving. It's not more I know firsthand. And, and take it from somebody. I, you know, I drove 18 wheelers for 12, 13 years. 
And it's no joke. I see more clowns run up and under a diesel truck because they can't react fast enough. And normally it's the younger kids because they don't have that much driving experience. Mm-hmm. So their reaction time is totally off. And they want to push that one more light before I look up again. Next thing you know, you under a truck or off the bridge. And it's crazy. You got to stop. Seriously. So, anybody want to talk about an experience they may have had with that type of situation? I had one just yesterday on the way to work. And I'm late. And I'm rushing. That's Mm -hmm. nothing new, right? I'm rushing to work. And the speed limit's 50. I'm just pushing 55. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get up a few, I have a little bit of distance before I hit the next car, get to the next car. And the car in front of me turns in front of me and she's doing 35 and her hand is down and her hand is up. And I'm like, oh my God, you're texting. Mm -hmm. You're texting or you're scrolling or you're doing something like literally that is not as important. As as what you're doing, what you're supposed to be doing, ma'am. I was about to murder you. Yes. Doing five miles over the speed limit. Like, I'm not even... Yeah. You know. It's dangerous. I have... I was a... I had an accident, okay? And I admit it. I was actually checking my bank statement. That was when I got paid. And I was checking to see what my check looked like. I'm in sales. I get commissions. I wasn't sure what it was going to be. So, (laughs) but I was getting on the freeway every day. It's the same thing. You get in the same zone. I was getting on the freeway, picking up speed. I was supposed to be picking up speed because I'm getting on the freeway. But the person, a couple cars ahead of me, ended up stomping on their brakes. But I literally looked down for a moment, signing on to my bank statement with my thumbprint, which doesn't take long, but it took that much time. And I did hit the back of a car. And from that moment on, I like, you know what? If it could happen to me, I see these people literally put their head down. For a minute. Seventy five miles an hour. It seems like a minute. And if so, I'm just I'm done. Y'all need to stop. Y'all are putting other people's lives. This is a team sport when we're all on the road together. Yeah. We all can get get hurt. (laughs) Cool. So Way. Appreciate you guys. Anybody want to uh, be able to put your social media out? Uh, since we're talking about social media, so people can find you. Just D, how about you? I'm at Just D. Okay. Actually, it's at Just underscore D. Cool. And you, Shell? I don't want no new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. What about you, Jay? Hey, bro, I'm not even on social media. Okay, cool. Hey, yeah. there you have That's it. That's all I have is So, um, we catch you guys on the next episode, and you guys can actually reach us on Dawn of All Trades. That's the YouTube channel. You can also reach us here, the Dawn of All Trades podcast. And please tune in, subscribe. Don't forget to share with family and friends. And we will also be having live call-in shows. Uh, we will try and do it on Friday or Saturday. Uh, they will put the number out at that time. So until then, you guys be safe. Um, you know, hey, and try and back out social media just a little bit and try and live your life. Peace, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Enjoy. Year.